The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about other topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the person stating them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hola y bienvenido to episode sweet 16 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And if you're wondering why I was speaking Portuguese there for a second, or if you even knew what the fuck I was speaking, <laughs> it's because we're continuing a journey that began in episode 11 with whiskeys that were finished in Caribbean rum barrels and continues tonight as we evaluate whiskeys that were finished in barrels that once contained port, a fortified dessert wine historically made in Portugal. And once again, for the second episode in a row, we have a pair of guests. So, como sempre, Ed's going to start us off with which port-finished whiskeys we chose, as well as who's having whiskey for dessert with us tonight. Thanks, Cop. Yeah, first of all, port cast finished whiskey is actually very prevalent in Scotland with scotches, but it also has made its way into the bourbon world as well. We have a spirit from a Colorado distillery, Breckenridge whiskey, which is finished in a port cask, and also Angel's MB Kentucky Straight bourbon whiskey, also finished in port wine barrels. So those two are going to square off tonight. We've never had either one. I mean, that's a lie. I guess I probably had the bourbon of Angel Envy at some point. I have no idea on memory bank of what it tastes like so it's brand new for me i've definitely had it and i don't have a good opinion of it right scott doesn't really like it that much and I, i've always wondered if it's because he loves the rye so much that he <laughs> feels like he's wasting his time if he drinks the bourbon <laughs> kind of and yeah. we're gonna have to make a you know really take a nice evaluation in the background you hear our guest for tonight's <laughs> uh festivities which is uh jeff who's returning from episode eight Oh, and uh, when we Hola, senor Ed. Hola. <laughs> also, Sue, who helped us do the Halloween short that you all have already enjoyed. And probably or, or vomited. And vomited after. At, and uh, yeah. if you haven't heard it, listen to it. It's nasty. Don't. <laughs> really don't. Don't listen to it. Really, no. Don't, don't listen Actually, to it. Actually, don't. I'm so glad that I was really my hope, first. You know. <laughs> I hope that's the lowest rating. Like, if, if there's going to be one episode that has the least listens, let it be that one. <laughs> oh, no. There's some great lowest, stuff in there. It the lowest rating. It's it great is. stuff in there. It is. Uh, Jeff and Sue are here again to help us taste both of these interesting expressions and evaluate the whole port barrel finish experience. Yeah, I want to ask Jeff and Sue if they've ever had port before. Mm. I have had it before, but I did not enjoy it. Okay. Oh, I love port. I am not actually a sweet drinking person. Well, so you're not, I you're not like a Mai Tai edu- rum I have, runner? I had, No. Oh, my God. Mm. I have educated myself up mm. to the dry wines. But what's ironic is that the whiskeys that I enjoy the most are actually sweet. They're like, not as sweet as the you know basic bitches at the club drinks. No, not, right. like, not the basic bitches. Just, no. At the club drink. <laughs> I want a red death. <laughs> oh my god, I want a mind eraser. <laughs> Stop mimicking me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Sue in college. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I asked you guys if you had had port before, I know Ed has and, and Jeff has, but did not enjoy it. I have never had I, it. I don't 
don't think I actually answered no, the question. You didn't. You didn't. So have you had port before? No, I have not. Okay, so Sue and I, I have, have not had port had... cheese. Oh, port wine cheese. Yes. Oh yeah, that's yes. really good. That tastes nothing like port wine. Crackers. Yeah, crackers it's covered in the covered in the like walnuts or something. Yeah, it yes. Tastes nothing like that. No? Oh, well, no. then, well, then the, the answer to your question is no. I'll be taking the port wine bottle home with me tonight, so you all can drink as much as you want, but I'm taking it home. <laughs> so uh, Ed just, uh, Ed just uh, foreshadowed the fact that we do have a bottle of port wine because we, we wanted to taste it to see when we taste the whiskeys if we're going to be tasting what the port has to offer. Thank you. All right. So Scott went out and got a really nice bottle of port. So we're going to take a break for a second and just pour some port for everybody, and then we'll be right back. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Your call is important to us, but all of our agents are busy being inebriated. So we just can't with you right now, okay? God. Okay, so while we were gone, Ed stole my port. (laughs) (laughs) Well, procured. I poured everybody a small amount. I got back to my glass, and it was gone, and Ed was twice (laughs) as full. There's a second part of the story. See, he's censoring what really happened. He poured all of us a small portion of port, is what he said. I asked for some more port. He waved the bottle over the top of my glass and kept going. (laughs) I gave you more port. It wasn't enough. So I took his port, (laughs) and I got the amount I wanted, and then I knew he'd have to fill his glass to where he wanted it, and so it all worked out well. Sue, please set the record straight. Okay, so this begs the question. Question. Who is the head honcho of this podcast? The boss, you the mean? Boss. The boss who of the podcast? The boss of the podcast. Ed, who's who, the boss of the podcast? Who answers to who? Believe it or not, it's a seamless partnership. But in any partnership, there's going to be points of contention. Like when you stole my port? Well, that was not. That you mean was, like right now? No problem with that. That was <laughs> obvious what I did. I'm not hiding it. Uh, there's more port for you. So what happens, like the one thing, because there's so much work involved with the editing and all, like when Scott's editing that and he makes a decision, I don't think I've ever asked him to put anything back. In. I think I've asked him to cut some stuff he left in because I just have my own opinion on it. Right. Um, so Scott does all the editing. He does the editing. And so then you review together as a team. Yeah, Correct. absolutely. Okay. To give him some quality control so it's not all okay. on him. And a lot of times we'll talk about after the episode what just transpired. I'm like, you know, you want to? We might want to look at that part. That might have been a little rocky. I might have been a little bit too over the top there. And but then he does the tedious part of it. So if he's going to sit there and spend two hours or three hours editing something, I'm not going to come floating in and be like, oh yeah, you should do it all this way <laughs> that's like a dick thing to do so so for, in that area when it comes to editing the podcast you'd have to call him the boss no doubt but when it comes to like what we're going to talk about and stuff we've never had a point where oh i want to do this well i'm doing this i've we just never had that happen so no we totally agree on what we're going to have the episodes about because we don't want to have a something that yeah. i don't want to do and he does right. or vice versa right. that, that defeats right. the whole so, purpose I mean, of this the, the point is like when it comes to even editing like scott has a very specific rule he talked about it in the last call episode is it funny and is it informative or is it leading somewhere funny and informative? If not, he cuts it. And I've never had a point where I disagreed and said, no, it was fucking hysterical or no, it's really informative. Like I've never had that point where I've had to bring it back up. Let's listen to the raw cut. And we've yet to do it. It might happen. If it happens to, I'll go on air and I'll tell you, guess what? We got in a fist fight. Uh, <laughs> Ed would win in that fist fight. <laughs> Let's just say that. Scott's got reach on me, but I do yeah. have reach. And I he do. works out every day. And uh, so I have about 12 seconds to win and then it's over. And that Scott wins. I could definitely outrun you. Right. <laughs> But like, literally, the only time we got, even got a little contentious.
sketches was when we both took turns fucking up the drink of episode uh, 10. <laughs> episode 10, yeah. And then it's like, I'm like, well, we didn't put up with it. Scott's like, if you say we didn't put enough whiskey one more time, <laughs> we were both frustrated because like we just totally took turns fucking that drink up. Yeah, we only had three in the episode. And you know what? It turned out working out okay. But <laughs> yeah, but I fun. mean, honestly, it's been nothing but a joy working with him. So. Well, thank you, sir. It's a joy working with you as well. Right. Well, yeah. so much yeah, just, love. Just get your life in order, would you? Sometimes I... <laughs> Sometimes I need a little more port in my life, and that's where we disagree. Like, Will you two stop and admit that you both love each other? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I of course we do. He's I my butt. A nice, and I mean, a kiss would be... Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's too far. Well, we have headphones on and all, and there, there's cables. And there's cables. Don't, don't pretend that your listeners aren't thinking. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, Jeff, are you saying that there may be fan fiction? Are people shipping us? <laughs> Any rumor of us being more than podcast associates is completely inaccurate. <laughs> greatly exaggerated. They're, they're making disclaimers. <laughs> Exciting and an new. Easy chair. <laughs> oh, you were doing the wrong song. Sorry. <laughs> I just sang right over you. I was doing the love boat. Oh, oh, I mean, you were doing Streisand. Oh, it? Barbara Streisand. Yeah, it's one of those KTEL Records <laughs> oh, song the, commercials. That's right, and Peebo Bryson. And <laughs> oh my God, this is—we're completely off the rails. Holy here. crap! Yeah, we're so answering a question very simply. <laughs> there is no pure boss. We negotiate everything when it needs to be negotiated. I guess God carte blanche when it comes to editing. There's no pitcher and there's no catcher. And we're uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're both coaches, okay? We're both coaches. No one. No. Yeah, what? You like the way I'm holding my glass? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just fisting it. He's holding it like a five-year-old learning to pee in a urinal. <laughs> Mommy, what is this? Is this grape juice? He's I love like, grape uh, juice. Grape juice is delicious. He's like his whole fist around the stem of the glass. Is this how you hold it, Mommy? Oh, my God. Yes. Why is my pee red? Listen, we have... Why, okay, why anyway, are we here right now? Like, I anyway, feel like we're off the rails again. Like, we are off the rails. We have a so, long episode. We haven't got to the whiskeys yet. We haven't, we haven't or the port. tasted the port. Right, so let's taste the port. I've been holding it all this time. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's actually a very, very good port. Very good port. Oh, wow. Really good. It's a sweet finish, but it's not sweet initially. It's got a very alcohol-forward wine flavor. It's like drinking jam. Mm, exactly. I didn't think about yes. that. But. Alcoholic jam. Yes. That's mm -hmm. my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed has drank all of his. All of it. Look. Everyone, look. Look I at drank, his glass. I drank this all... This would be very good, like, poured yeah. over, like, a chocolate brownie. Oh. Yes. Very very true. Yes. Very yes. true. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I want a chocolate brownie. <laughs> yes. I know you guys haven't had port before. I have. This is a very, very good port. One of the best I've ever had. Yeah. Let me get the uh, bottle. What makes a bad port? Well, too sweet. Like, this has some alcohol fortification mm -hmm. to it. It has a good, complex wine flavor to it. And then you get, like, a sweet finish at the end. Sometimes you just get that sweet grape juice right in the front, which is yeah. just not good. Yeah, so yeah. this is Bin 27 Reserve Porto. It's, as you said, it's very full-bodied. Yep. It's very, like, like, like a grape blackberry. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it, like it would pair very well with your chocolates. A chocolate mm. cake in this is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Yep. I'm already envisioning myself rolling around in chocolate cake <laughs> yeah. with somebody pouring port Funny. all over me. Oh my God, that's was exactly the image I yeah. had in my head as well. Was it Ed? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, it was you. Jeff is seriously like just beating the, uh, the... He's uh, beating it all right. Beating yeah. He's beating it all right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to move my chair, please. But I... <laughs> I told my friend at work we were doing this episode, and he mentioned that last week his wife had made like a chocolate cake for dessert. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to stop and get poured on the way home. Oh. And I was like, yeah, see. Y now worked. you would highly recommend this one. Yeah. I would, honestly. I yeah, really would. It's very good. Yep, I'm hoping to have my friend Joe and his wife on sometime. They're big, big whiskey aficionados. They really go all in on scotches and single malts and bourbons. So. But I bring the fresh perspective. Absolutely. We love it. Having 
very much experience. You bring so much game. more than that, Sue. And, right. Oh, I know. And you look adorable in those headphones. Did we tell oh you that? God, yeah. <laughs> you should get a job as like an air traffic controller or just buy a set of Beats <laughs> headphones or something. Don't panic. Just turn around. Yes. the sky. <laughs> air traffic controller sounds so bored. Like, flight 475, we're going to give you a runway to. But in my voice, not your voice. Right. Do it your yes. way. Go ahead. Air traffic control. Oh. Uh-huh. You're going to have to turn around. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, say turn around again. <laughs> You're going to have to turn around and face backwards. Oh, uh, okay, so just yes. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Edit. Uh, no, just a little bit of what port actually is. So that they take uh, they take wine and they stop the fermenting halfway through and they add brandy to it. It adds extra alcohol and the sugars that are left over that have not been fermented remain, which is why it's so sweet. Mm. But I'm not feeling like any burner. Well, it's only twenty well, percent. It's only, it's only 40 oh, it's proof. only okay. Well, there you go. So yeah. it's more okay. than a wine, but it's not even close to a whiskey. No, it's not. Right. So which whiskey do you want to do first? Do you want to do? Oh, a- definitely a- do the Breckenridge first. And why did you say that? Because Angel Envy Rye is like our favorite whiskey. So yes, being associated with that, we're going to give a little bit of props to Angel Envy Bourbon, even though Scott doesn't really like it. Yeah. So we're going to leave it as kind of a suspense. Like, does he change his opinion on it? So mm. we're going to take a break to pour some. Sure. And we'll come back with everybody with a nice of the uh, Breckenridge Port Cask Finished Whiskey, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Thank you for calling the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. We're sorry you've called during happy hours, which run Monday to Sunday, 1 a.m. to midnight. Please call back during our normal business hour. All right, so we're back. We poured a nice, healthy pour of the Breckenridge whiskey into everybody's tumbler. Most of us want to have a little bit of ice with it just to open up that flavor. Um, let's take a little smell. Let's check, check get the, the nose. Get the olfactory going. Factory, not the new factory, <laughs> the old factory. So what? No, really. What do you think about? It? I'm getting Are we very just little. Sniffing? Nothing. I, I'm getting like yeah. a sweet smell. Yeah, but very sweet, little. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. little, maybe it's a little bit of the, the wine I'm actually smelling, or maybe just wishfully thinking it. Yeah, okay. Ooh. There's something there. Peanuts. I'm getting caramel. Very nope. smooth. It's not burning. It's very smooth. Mm. It is wow. 90 proof. I'm almost getting maraschino cherry on the finish. I don't know if anyone else is. It's a very sweet finish I'm getting. So Breckenridge has not been around a long time. They were founded in 2010. Hmm. Um, they call Breckenridge the world's highest distillery in Colorado. And this particular expression is made in 59-gallon tawny port casks. And they use about eight or 10 of them for a batch of this whiskey. So you figure you're talking about right around 550 to 600 gallons of the whiskey is what they're dealing with per batch, which makes it a pretty small batch. There's no age statement on this. And the mash bill is very interesting. It's an incredibly high rye, 56% corn, 38% rye. That is high. And a 6% malted barley. So it is one of the highest rye bourbons I've ever had. Doesn't surprise me. Right. It's less sweet than I expected. Said to finish the sweet, so that might be a testament to the port finish that they did. Correct. Uh, What they say it is, it's importing aromas and flavors of something called a Sultana raisin. That's a golden raisin. Wow. Thank you. They said it has a sweetness of the maple syrup and the raisins kind of softens out the natural spicy finish to it. I always taste maple syrup and I don't taste it here. (laughs) I feel, not taste, Mm. but I feel a syrupy kind of finish to it, Mm -hmm. but I don't taste the maple of it. I might get a vanilla. I I get a creamy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get too much spicy and I don't get a long lasting, um, for lack of a better word, 
burn. Mm. I have a, a little bit of a neat glass, and uh, it's very drinkable in its natural form. It doesn't need to be watered down. Yeah, I really like it neat. Yeah. I, I do like it less on the globe, but it holds up. I mean, the, the flavors mm-hmm. are still there. They're you know yeah. they're yeah. just not as uh. I uh, speak strong. to the yeah. I speak to the audience who's not a strong sure you know fan of whiskey. Yeah. Sue is and, a um, whiskey novice. Yes, but, uh, well, she's she does drink whiskey. Intensely yes. interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you tried the Larceny I got you for your birthday? Did you not try that? Not yet. I have not oh, opened it. No. I, I am uh, curious I, of your thoughts. I will let you know. Right. I am a strong fan of Bullet mm-hmm. Rye. Yeah. And, I, um, as you must be to be on the Whiskey oh, Tangent podcast. Oh, yes. 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 Of course. <laughs> and I'm more of a wine person, but I'm getting into the whiskey. I personally was surprised that I'm actually more of a corn based. Yeah, you're like a Woodford Reserve type yes, person, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where I started. Like, we call it the gateway. Exactly. And then when we had that thing at, at Scott's house with, with, the, um, with the blonde, blonde. You're the blonde. I'm you're the blonde. The blonde. <laughs> You were the blonde we had at Scott's house. Oh, already? Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a police blotter. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. When you get a chance, Jeff, let us know what you think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to push her off her stool, and by the time she climbs back up, you can have an opinion. I <laughs> Yeah, over to you, Jeff. Well, if I could jump in here. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze I'm into so this. I'm so sorry for all the editing. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze my body into this word edgewise. Oh, my God. I'm so pretty. <laughs> oh my but God. she looks nice with her headphones on. She, her headphones. <laughs> she does. As stated at least three times before. I'm really banging that hoe. Banging a hoe. Yeah, the, the banging a hoe tangent podcast. <laughs> we'll sell a lot of ads on the banging hoe podcast. <laughs> Today we have Breathless. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tiffany, tell us how your father disappointed you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Anyway, did we get Jeff's opinion or not? (laughs) Not that Jeff's opinion. My goodness. Is it possible the ice is um, ruining Uh, the taste? Lessening it, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's fair. Pour him a little bit in in the neat glass. Here. Jeff, get that shot right now. I think you're going to like it. It's really good straight, as we like to call it in the whiskey world, neat. No, much much better without the ice. And here I am with my one cube of ice wishing I had actually had more. another. And that's okay. You know, You're exactly. allowed to do that. Ed talks yes. a, a lot about how there are some people who you kind of shit all over anybody who wants to put ice or mm-hmm. water in their whiskey. And it's fine however you want to drink your whiskey. But what we do is if you're in one particular place and that's where you've only always been, yes. then we will encourage you to try something new. That's where you start. That's exactly. Where, exactly. Yeah. And I initially said I tasted like a caramel and without the ice it's even more intense. More in caramel, yeah. Right. Yeah. You like it better without the ice, right? I, I do too. Yeah. But this way, I don't always like stuff neat, but I could drink this neat all day. It's delicious straight right out of the bottle. Or really, just shove it right in your mouth. Just start drinking right out of the bottle. Just open up on the drive home. Now, remember, you won't be drunk until you get home. I mean, most liquor stores are within 10 minutes of your house. You're not going to get drunk in 10 minutes, but I'm just saying, it's illegal. I mean, to have an open container, it could cost you $500, but you're not going to get a DUI from it. It's just $500, you know? Right. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah. That's an expensive Everyone, bottle. Everyone's got an extra $500 just speaking laying around. Speaking of that, Scott, what does the Breckenridge cost? Uh, The Breckenridge cost 53. Right, which is a smidge high based on where I would rank it in my life, but so that is something to mention. It's going to limit how many times I'm going to have it right? because there's a lot of stuff I like better in the $40 range. So, you know, for me to like go over Woodford and Elijah Craig and Basil Hayden and Knob Creek and all of them to get to this expression once in a while. Yeah. If it was 43, 
I would say actually a lot more often, Scott. Yeah. What's great about this is once you try something like this that you've never tried before, if you are kind of sick of what you're drinking, you right. go to a bar and you see Breckenridge, just go, oh, Breckenridge, oh, I, I remember that. Mm. I'm going to have a little right. bit of that. I think what hurts it is that it's a small distillery right. and they are aging it for an additional period yeah. in extra but, barrels that they had to purchase. But maybe only three years. It's not like it's a 10-year expression. No, no, I agree. Somehow Eagle Tenure could be $35. Why can't they figure it out? Well, Breckenridge? Buffalo Trace. And they have a huge operation down there. No, I understand. Their yeah. Breckenridge is small. And we're talking about, let's be honest real quick for a minute. When you're looking at that type of crafted whiskey, you're going to pay a couple extra dollars. Yeah. And if you like this, depending on what you do for a living, maybe you have this as your weekly bourbon. I'm going to say I'm going to have it maybe quarterly. Uh, right. No, I agree. This isn't one that you're going to buy all the time. It's not going to be your staple. No. Just for record, you won't be able to get it all the time. There's a limited amount of it. So it's probably only going to come out a couple of times a year. They put a lot of other products out. They, I mean, they've only been around for nine years. They're making a splash in a very crowded industry and they're getting a name for themselves so breckenridge you know we applaud the effort we're going to be watching you okay all right so uh let's move on to the angels ending thank you for calling the whiskey tangent podcast we're experiencing an unusually heavy volume of whiskey consumption but please stay on the line you are currently last in the queue and will always be Okay, everybody. So we're back. We've poured ourselves some Angel Envy bourbon. Everybody is feeling it. We're excited. And Scott's going to give us a little bit of background on this particular expression. Am I? Uh Uh-oh. Well, my trepidation is we kind of already gave some of the background of the entire Angel's Envy product line when we did episode 11 and Angel's Envy Rye. However, I will say that the mash bill is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley, which is a lot less rye than the Breckenridge that we tasted earlier. Absolutely. It's very high corn. So just to refresh ourselves, Angel's Envy (laughs) Kentucky Straight Bourbon is finished in port wine cast for an award-winning spirit. We guide each batch's conditioning, blending our handcrafted bourbon in small batches of eight to 12 barrels Wow, that's interesting. And Breckenridge said eight to 10 barrels at a time. Ah, That's kind of interesting, actually. They're both very small batch. Yeah. It's typically aged for up to six years. Wow. So it's uh, twice as aged. So, Scott. I couldn't wait. You just enjoyed. (laughs) I know. I did it so absolutely. I did. So let's all taste it real quick. Yeah. Everyone take a taste. Hmm. Hmm. So I find it to be at a lower proof, 86.6, harsher than the Breckenridge 90. Are you, is yours straight or do you have, did you have some ice on that? No, no ice. I'm neat. You're neat? You had ice or no? You had yeah, neat. she had a little. She had a little I ice. I had a little ice, but it's she like had a le- Very little bit, very little bit. Like, yeah, melting globe. at and this I'm drinking point. it neat right now, so let me try to go. It's really strange because I think that this tastes more peppery than yes. the Breckenridge, and yes. the Breckenridge has the higher rye content. I want Jeff to start with this. Jeff, you give us yeah. the first opinion, Jeff. Well, you've been... I'm getting a, a quick burn and definitely the, the pepper and the caramel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm feeling the burn like the back of my throat. There's a complexity to the flavor. It's not shallow. Is it better than the Breckenridge? I don't think it's no. better than the Breckenridge. I, I think don't think it is. the Breckenridge is a little bit better. The Breckenridge is better, but the it's Angel's good. Envy it's good. isn't as bad as I remember it being. But I don't really care for it, and I do not understand the love that this gets. All right, well, you know, if you're going to be coming at us with a $50 price tag, then we're expecting a certain level of density to your mm-hmm. flavor and quality. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that does play into it. 
And mm-hmm. while Angel Envy Rye at $90 is incredibly expensive for us, its flavor is so unique that we accept that. Where at Jefferson Reserve, which is the episode that Jeff was on, was like a $55 bottle. It held up really well and was really one of our favorite expressions. And I think that's what Scott's talking it's about. Extraordinary. So yeah. we spent $55 for Jefferson Reserve and we're like, wow, this is really good. And then we spent $50 for this and we're like, it's okay. But there's like 10 other things I want in the 30 to $40 range ahead of this. So then that's where it suffers. Okay. So what was it that suffered? Because port is more sweet. Yeah. So was it the sweet no, it's that the beginning bourbon. you? I agree oh. with that. It's the beginning okay. bourbon because uh, I don't really taste any of the, no. what the port should be imparting to this. Yeah. Uh, whereas I did in the Breckenridge. So the question is, if I'm going to spend 50 for this, I'd rather get the Breckenridge. And yeah. Scott's seen it for as high as 90. Yeah. This fucking liquor store over here that I can walk to had it for 90. I'm like, somebody is confusing it for it's Angel's Envy Rye because this should not cost anywhere near 90. I don't think it should be 50. It should be 38 at most. Yeah. So Exactly. Because I was even texting you pictures. Yeah. Is this the right one? You're like, like, you you made the chick buy the $60 (laughs) bourbon. (laughs) You're making me buy the $60. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, it's like, I felt bad because she offered to buy a whiskey. I'm like, yeah, it's don't buy it for over 50. No, I want the smaller bottle, please. (laughs) Hi, do you have a smaller bottle of this? It's the end of the end. This one won't fit in my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to hide it in my vagina and steal it, but that doesn't fit. Do you have a smaller one? Totally played that role and it was like so embarrassed because they're like, oh Oh my God, your voice is so high. (laughs) Wow, your voice was so high there. (laughs) Dogs in China are like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, listen, uh, the Angel Envy Bourbon was $49.99 today at my liquor store and the Breckenridge was about $53.99 and based on that, we thought the Breckenridge was the buy today because of that. Correct. Yeah, I like the Breckenridge better than the Angel's Envy. Why about you, Sue? Angel's Envy was a little strong for me. A little strong? Yeah. You know what? It's funny because the Breckenridge is actually higher proof. Jeff? I'm not sure if we're talking about it in this podcast, but but I like the <laughs> Spirits of the Apocalypse better than anything. Oh, oh wow. Ah. He pulled up something that we did, he did. This, um, earlier from the the Halloween okay. short that That's came right. out first. That came out last week. Um, yeah, I Okay. I'm not going to disagree with that. Bring me over here because I'm drinking. Yeah, sure. I'm, I actually have switched back to the uh, Breckenridge after I tasted the Angel Heavy because I liked it better. <laughs> so I have Breckenridge in my glass. I'm going to put the Spirit of the Apocalypse Walking Dead Whiskey because Jeff oh, is claiming that it's better than very, either of them. Very smooth. So, what this tastes like to me is a young Knob Creek. It's sweeter, <sighs> but it's got that fire to it. Mm. And I swear, if you age this longer, it might be an extraordinary whiskey. I think they really have something on their hands. It had to come out. So they rushed it out because it's for the new season of The Walking Dead. Right. And I totally agree with Scott. If they age this two more years, it would be really, really amazing. Um, I like the Breckenridge a little bit better because it's a little bit more mature. Though if they age this two years, it would probably be the winner tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we'll end on that. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, the Breckenridge, or by the way, if you like The Walking Dead, get the whiskey because you can't go wrong with it. For $35, it's the best bargain in the room. I- I'll say that right now. If you're going to spend 50 53 or 35 I'm going to go with a 35. I, in fact, I'm going to completely say that Jeff's right in that sense. Like, All right. If we have 40 bucks in our pocket, I'm going to get the, the Walking Dead whiskey and call oh, it a day. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Sue and Jeff, for joining us again. Thank and you. everybody out there, stay safe, enjoy your whiskey responsibly, and enjoy it often. Be well. Thanks, guys. Later.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome. Spelled A-W-S-U-M. Just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.